What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we are at Universal Studios, and I have someone that I am very excited to have on the show today. We have the one and only Jason Kennedy. What's up, pal? Thanks so much for coming on. It's my pleasure, man. I like your shoes, by the way. I'm just <laughs> noticing those. Thank you. Thank You're you. fancy, dude. Hey, I, I got these for an interview that I did the, last, last week. One of my goals this year is like every interview I have, I want to improve my style. So we'll see where it goes in 2020. Did Larry King give you those? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, Jason, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been not only seeing you in the broadcasting world for quite some time but you've been an inspiration to me and i think for the people watching we're here at the e-news headquarters but you have a new show in the room i know you just interviewed tom brady that looked epic but i want you to bring the people up to speed on what this new show is so that we can catch them up on what you're working on well thank you first off for having me because um you, you sent me a dm and, uh, and then I went through your page and I'm like, I love it, man. Someone who's young, who knows what they want to do in the broadcasting space. You remind me of kind of me because I knew what I wanted to do when I was younger. So Appreciate it's, uh, that. it's a pleasure, man. You do a great job. So thank first you. and foremost, thank you thank for you having so much. me. And uh, as for In the Room, yeah, I just wrapped up 15 years at E! News and uh, I wanted to stay here because I love it. I really love the family here. And it felt like the right season to move on to something new. And uh, I was talking with my bosses and they said, how about, you know, your own interview show? And that's something that I've always loved doing. But when you do e-news, there's usually premieres and junkets and stuff like that. And you get five, maybe 10 on a good day, 15 minutes with a celebrity. And I've always been craving that time. I always wanted 30 minutes, an hour. What if we got two hours with someone, you know, where they can promote something that they love? And uh, so we came up with this idea in the room where you do the interview in a room or a place that has significant value to the celebrity. And uh, that's kind of the genesis of the show. And like you said, we led with Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, thank God it did really well. That was great. Um, you had a workout with him too, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom gave me a workout and he opened his new fitness and training facility in Boston called TB12. Oh, very it was cool. my first time meeting him. And I, you know, I don't really get too nervous anymore, but I was a bit nervous with Tom because you know, like I said, it was my first time. So there's that initial five minutes where you're like meeting him and he's like looking at you like this. And I'm like, yeah. don't break eye contact, <laughs> man. Be strong. Yeah. And uh, But after that, it was so cool just to get to know him and uh, understand like his passion outside of football for people and their wellness. And then uh, we just finished with Chip and Joanna Gaines down in Waco, Texas. Where Very we're cool. Putting that together. And then we just confirm our next three guests. So it's going, man. It's really going to start picking up. Very, how often are the episodes going to air? So starting uh, in February, we're going to do uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines and okay. then most likely one other. And then I, we haven't really told anybody this, but in March, we're really going to get things going. And then April, it's really going to be taking off. So we're, we're banking a bunch and then it's just going to be going, going, going. Got it. Very cool. So <laughs> I want to I want to get some perspective in here. So you're at E! News for 15 years, correct? Yeah. I was four years old when you started E! News. Really? Just dude. for reference. I'm 19 now, right? So I want to bring, <laughs> bring people back. How did you get involved with E! News 15 years ago? So I was working at Diesel, the clothing store at the Beverly yes. Center here in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm thinking it's still around yeah. last time I checked. Beverly Center? Yeah. And uh, so I, I was there and I graduated from the University of Miami. And since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a broadcaster since uh, the fifth grade. Uh, and I moved out here and I was working at the mall. And on my lunch break, I would just go on auditions. And... I'll never forget it. My boss was like, um, at the time, um, he was like, yeah, you know, I know you want to be a broadcaster, but, you know, just kind of focus on this, make some side money. And I'm like, is it cool on my lunch break if I go 
and you know go to auditions or anything to kind of move my career forward and he was pretty cool with it and uh, my manager called me and said E News wants to bring you in and it was 2005 you were all of barely four years old which is crazy <laughs> um, and I went in and I read a teleprompter and I felt like it worked I felt good you know I'm, I'm pretty good gauge of if an audition goes well not so much I'm not a really good auditioner because okay. I feel like the whole thing is just weird it's like okay go and yep. then you like have to be on and that's <laughs> not very natural for me but I felt like the I felt like the audition process went really well and um, I just I left and I'm like all right I, I think I nailed it okay I'm good about it don't think it could go any better and then nothing for six months so I kept working at diesel started working in casting because I wanted to at least be in the industry and um, I was a nervous auditioner so I worked in casting and I was actually putting people on camera other actors and stuff like that so that helped me to see like what's a casting associate or casting director looking for and it would help me be less nervous in uh, auditions and then I got a call six months after the date of the E audition and they said we want to bring you in for a week and my boss was cool Very enough cool. To, to let me come in and then a week turned into another week and then heard nothing got fired from my job <laughs> from and diesel so had, yeah yeah so had no job no casting job no diesel no anything and then finally about a week after that he was like Let, let's bring you on board consistently every week and that is so cool it was, it was pretty rad so what brought you to california originally because you're from um, florida south correct florida, yep. yeah i'm from south florida grew up there born and raised in uh, a town called lighthouse point okay and um i I just was chasing news trucks when I was a kid. I built a studio in my house. Um, my neighbor and I, who was a little older than me, and I just had this passion for broadcasting. I was obsessed with the local news. Where, where did that passion come from? Like, that, I'm just really curious of like, how does one know at a young age, like, I want to follow the media, I want to be a broadcaster. Like, where did that drive come from? Well, my friend Alex, it was his birthday, and I probably was 10, and he's like, for my birthday, I want to go to Channel 7 in Miami, in South Florida and um, they're gonna give us a tour of the studio. So we got a tour of the studio. I was brought on the local news show just to talk about the Miami Hurricanes football team. It was, they didn't have to bring me on. I think the sportscaster was like, hey man, you wanna do the, the local news with me today, the news? And we did that and I just something happened inside of me, man. And we went home and I, I put up a bed sheet, my mom's high eight video camera and literally from that day forward did a newscast every single day wow and the, the you were too young to remember this but high eight the, the tapes were like this big you guys are probably too young for that too. <laughs> but um they were expensive and my, my mom was like let's not even hit record because you know these are expensive tapes so we would just pretend and okay. uh, every day do a broadcast and um, it just sparked an interest and it blew up into this massive like studio that we built we had 15 tvs wow. I had um, a police scanner, so I would listen to what was happening in the area and take a taxi because I couldn't drive. Really? And I'd record it and do like a stand-up, and I was just obsessed. So anytime I would see the local broadcasters in the area, um, they kind of took me under their wing yep. and showed me the ropes. And now I like doing that with people that I feel like are interested in the business too. So Very I want to cool. do as much as I can, you know, for guys like you. Yeah, I appreciate it for yeah. sure. All right, so bringing it back to more recently, right? You're starting younger. You have this whole room set up to now. You just did the the SAG Awards. SAG Awards. SAG Awards. I saw you posted. You were, what was that post you put out yesterday? It was a, you walked out and it was Jennifer Aniston you're, um, getting the award. 
Tell us about that, because I see the media is going crazy on that right now. It's going viral. No, I've never viral. posted anything that went viral <laughs> in my life. So I'm coming out of the restroom. It's after the show. And I walk out, and I see Brad Pitt. And he's watching Jennifer Aniston get her SAG award. He had already won a few minutes before. So he's backstage. And I, want, I, I haven't done an interview about this yet, but I want everybody to know this wasn't like this private moment where it was just me and Brad Pitt. This was backstage. The media everywhere. Yeah. He saw all of us watching him, but I happened to grab my phone, and other people grabbed their phones uh, at the time. And uh, so it w- wasn't like this moment where... I'm like putting the guy on blast or anything yeah, yeah. like that. He knew. And he goes, wow, look. He's like, this is so incredible. And then he started watching Jen. And you could tell like there's still a friendship there. Yeah. And supporting her. And it was a really special moment to capture. So I, I sent it over to our team. And it's got, at, at this point, I think it's got 5,500,000 views. No way. Like one of the highest rated videos we've ever had. Wow. And uh, I put it up on my page. And yep. so, so many, many people are just behind it. I, because... People are behind him. They're supporting him. They love mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And uh, he's just a cool guy, and she's one of my favorite people to interview. So it was love a special it. moment, man. Love it. I, I also I remember seeing that one clip of it was you and Jennifer on the red carpet, and you had your wife with you. Yeah. What did she say about counseling? Tell us about that. I thought that was a hilarious <laughs> moment that I wanted to bring up. You know, so I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to do something different that day because at the time I'd interviewed Jennifer a lot because she was promoting various projects and I was thinking to myself, how can I make this interview different instead of just, you know, oh, you're excited to be here tonight. So my wife is this lifelong Friends fan, like many people that watch E! News. And I thought it'd be cool if I surprised my wife, brought her, and in the middle of the interview, just introduce my wife to Jen, her hero. That's so cool. And Lauren, my wife, was just totally blown away by the moment. And I think Jen really appreciated it because I said, look, Jen... I had to go to counseling. This is a true story. We got married. We had to have a counselor. And we were going to counseling just for marriage in general because we want to make our marriage strong. You know, it's new for us. Yeah. And I, I just told our counselor, I said, I don't understand how you can, like, how do I navigate through my wife watching three to four Friends episodes every day? She doesn't pay attention to me when I come home. And, um, and she goes... Look, this was this was Jen. Now I, I told Jen the story, and Jen was like, "Yeah, like I, I think it's good for the marriage. I think it's great. You sit down, you kind of have some couples time together, yep. and it really turned into this this moment. And now every time I interview Jennifer Aniston, she's like, "How's she doing? How's your marriage? She's like my yeah. my new marriage counselor. That is that's amazing. It turned into a moment, yeah, and that encouraged me to kind of just keep thinking outside of the box. And it's not just you know who you're wearing. You excited to be here tonight? How can you create moments? And, and, you know, be unique in your interviews. It's amazing. So someone like that, like Jennifer Aniston, and you've had so many interviews with different celebrities. How, what is, what is the energy of all these different celebrities? Like when it comes to you interviewing them, like what makes those people great in your opinion? What makes them great? Um, I think they, they're just dedicated in what they want to do. They, they're really incredibly good at it. They've been doing it for a long time and they put the time in. I mean, you look at someone like Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Tom Hanks, Chris Pratt. I mean, the list goes on and on. These are people that they don't have to really work anymore. Yeah. They've gotten to the point where they could just cruise and they could take little projects here yep. and there. But they are grinding still. That's so sick. Because they want, like, they're so passionate about their work and they love it. And it comes from within them. So they don't want to stop. So they're they're working on new shows and new movies and projects and um 
they have this innate desire to keep working hard. And I see that and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to, I want to be, I want to be there. Yeah. And I want to make time for family. I want to keep family my priority, but I still want to work as hard as I can, you know, with this gift that I've been given and, yep. and, you know, continue to see where it goes. That's amazing. How do you think having a family and being married has changed your career over the last five years? Yeah. Cause I started thinking about before I was married, you start thinking about, all right, five years from now. Yeah, right, ten years from now, what do I want to what, what do I want to be doing? When you get married, I I kind of you dial back a little bit and you go, all right, what's this next year going to look like for us? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on having a kid right now, and um, I, I'm honestly just thinking about the next year because you start getting ahead of yourself. I'm like, I don't know, what if we have a family? I'm like, we're going to get a dog soon. <laughs> um, so I I just think you have to start thinking about the next few months and then don't go past a year yeah. because it's not feasible because it's a new okay. life and someone else's schedule is yep. now intertwined with your schedule. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what's helped me, you know, the people that, you know, that I look up to that are married, you know, that I get advice from, they yeah. kind of gave me that same advice too. So kind of just focusing in on right now and how to make that work. Okay. Got it. So I, I, I wanted to ask you. You never know. Nineteen. <laughs> um, interview style right I yeah. know right before we started you're like questions like for me I never come on and have questions during interviews I let curiosity lead the conversation but how would you describe your interview style when you're talking to these celebrities so you don't write any questions so zero so you came into this but yesterday did you kind of look at yeah you kind go of do a little deep research I, I call it the Instagram deep dive you know right. pull up the Rick at Wikipedia read through it jot down notes but like I let the curiosity like I want to know more about the person when I'm with them yeah. than have everything articulated perfectly question and question and question yeah. because and real quick before I ask you something but when I started doing interviews I would always have like 10 questions written down and it would always like bring it back to like this shallow conversation instead of focusing on the depth of the question so after like the first 20 interviews I just never had a question sense and would you ever forget one of the 10 questions um, and it would throw you yes and I would have to you know look at it yeah. and then I have to think about it and thinking about the next one before, and not actually listening and Larry King told me he was like you don't learn anything when you're talking. So I've always just been an avid listener in interviews. Right, because you never know where the interview is going to go. Exactly. And it takes you out of the moment. Yes. I think that's the best advice from King himself. Yes. You know, like he's the one who knows how to do it better than anybody in this business. Yes. Um, I used to be, get all the questions, write them all down, have like a little pad of paper, go into a press junket, and kind of ask the question and kind of look down and then I got rid of that probably seven, eight years ago because okay. I realized I didn't trust myself enough in the interview. I, I, I only was relying on the notepad and, and the notes and, and the questions in there, and I wasn't, I was disassociated from yeah. the interview. So I really kind of fell into it the past few years to the point where I don't even take, I, I have questions. That I over the week and leading up to it, I kind of just jot down in my head, maybe on a pad of paper. But I don't take that in the interview. Okay. So I haven't been taking. And, and if you have to take, if you have to take a notepad in an interview, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. It's not to say that style's bad or anything like that, but it helped me because I said, all right, I don't have anything to look at. I'm right here. I'm locked in right now. Yep. I'm thinking about not what I have to do an hour from now. <laughs> I'm thinking about this moment right here and giving you the best interview. Yep. So if the person you're interviewing is in that zone, then you need to bring that too. So I, I just didn't want to come in there with all these different thoughts and stuff. You know, I like to just have a little, 
like for Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like, yep. I was given two hours with them recently, which is crazy. That's yeah. a long time. I've never done an interview for two hours. The coolest part, it felt like a 30-minute interview. We stopped, and I'm like, holy cow, we went two hours. Wow. That's, That's because it just flowed, and yep. I played off of what they said. And, and, you know, playing off of that last question or that last answer is, is the way to do it because you can keep going and building yeah. from that, and you never know what spontaneous thing the person is going to bring up. So yeah. I kind of put it in, you know, this is my long answer, but I, I try to put it in, in sections. So I lead with maybe their project first, if, that, if that's what they want to talk about. And then I get into family. And then I get into, um, you know, what they're working on next. So I kind of have like in my head, I go, all right, let's go here, here, and here. And then wherever that decides to go in those little boxes, it yep. goes. Got it. Do you have any, do you have like a dream interview that you have not had yet? Because you, you've talked to so many amazing people and I'm sure you've checked off a lot of those, like those people. But yeah. do you have any, moving into 2020, do you have any dream interview? It was Tom Brady, man. Oh, that's so cool. It, that, he, he was like the big get for me yeah. because he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He he admitted during the interview that he was nervous. Okay. He'd rather throw a football in front of yep. 80,000 people. <laughs> um, so it was Tom. So I'm kind of creating new dreams right now um, off the top of my head. I mean, I had never interviewed De Niro before, and I got him at the SAG Awards, which yep. I didn't think he was going to do the interview. And then he popped up. I'm like, holy cow, Robert De Niro's here. Um, so... I've interviewed Oprah before, but I guess the dream would be to interview her more. Okay. Because I learn a lot from her. Yep. And uh, I think she's just a phenomenal woman and just encouraging and yep. understands the interview process. So you feel like she's in there with you. Yep. But um, someone came to mind Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Bob Iger. This guy's a boss, you know, he's <laughs> Disney. Yes. And, uh, I saw him at the coat check in New York not too long ago at a restaurant. And <laughs> I was just like, hello. And he goes, what's up? And, and then that was it. And I'm like, holy cow, that was crazy. And he yes. just seemed like, I, I, I've seen him out and about, but I've never really met him officially. And uh, I think he'd be someone cool to kind of sit down and pick their brains. Very cool. Very cool. So I, uh, it's funny. So we were, when I DM'd you today, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Yeah. Um, so I was at Nobu Malibu, okay? You're fancy, man. <laughs> Jacqueline, she brought me there for the first time, and I just, I've gotten addicted to it. It's a great, great place. <laughs> All right, so I was at Nobu Malibu, and it was Harry Hudson and Kourtney Kardashian. We saw them there. I, um, I was in the restroom. I walk out, and Jacqueline knows Harry. And then I was like, yo, I just, I ran into Harry because I saw that he followed you, and I, I was following him. I want to talk Does about... Harry follow me? Yes. I've been waiting, Harry. Yeah, he, he follows you. I've been you. following him for years. <laughs> he was only following a couple of people. Okay. That, that's breaking news to me. Uh, ma- major yeah. breaking news. I made it. But uh, speaking of like, Kourtney Kardashian, the Kardashians, I know that I saw that one picture of you, and it's like the whole family. How did that interview and that relationship come about? It's great. I mean, I've been interviewing the cards for, I don't know, 13 plus years. And in the beginning, I think I, I just... I probably was a little nervous because, I mean, it, they're huge here on the network. It's the yep. highest rated show. But now, I mean, I've developed a friendship. I mean, Courtney is like my friend. I see her all the time. We yeah. talk all the time. We're going to get her on my show soon. Very and, cool. Um, and now it's just easy because I feel completely calm and relaxed around them. So we can have real moments and real conversations on camera. Like, what are you going through in your life? How do you feel about faith? How do you feel about this, that, and the other? Yeah. Um, so now I, I feel like it's kind of slowed it down and the moments are there. And maybe before it was a little like, da, 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 we have to talk about the show and then, you know, yeah. all this stuff. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's led to more genuine conversation and time in interviews. And, Very cool. Um, 
it's it's pretty phenomenal what they put together. That empire is no, no joke. joke. <laughs> but through it all, all of the daughters and, and everybody in the family, but specifically Courtney, um, is I think she's just a joy to be around. I think she's so real, and um, I'm I'm really thankful for her friendship. And Harry's an yeah. extra special <laughs> guy. Man, he's very he's cool. Great. Very cool. How do you think over the last 13 years? You said interviewing them. What's changed from that? conversation because obviously they were relevant 13 years ago they're still the most relevant family in the world i'd say almost what's changed throughout that 13 years interview style with them well i mean for them specifically they built their brand out and their style so they've gone it's gone from a tv show to you know yeah we could could be be here all day day listening yeah (laughs) so um the interview style i think i've gotten more time with them you know so for courtney having her come on my show down the road um I could call her up and say, all right, where do we want to go here with this interview? Um, what, what do you, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? You know, because it always can be like, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about that? But I think when you develop those friendships and those relationships, I think relationships are so key in this industry. Yep. Like, like you build everything based on relationships. So if you feel like you're going to get, you know, if you're going to be that interviewer where it's like, gotcha, just, just to get yeah. that. That sound like that may go viral for a minute, you're going to lose that relationship. So, so you, you know, know for, for a show sure, like, like In the Room, a lot of those people I'm bringing on, I've, I've booked myself, you know? Yeah. And, and, I, and, and if they didn't trust me, then the show wouldn't really work, you know? They're yeah. not going to open up to you. So I've learned so much over the years about relationships yep. and trust and friendships and being like look like I'm on your side look I'm gonna ask you the questions that need to be asked yeah but um, let's get there together Um, so I'm able to I think you know call them anybody that you could talk to before and just be like hey where do you want to go with this you know what's happening in your world and then you kind of take it from there very cool so with the new show in the room I'm very fascinated with it what are you excited about with it because I'm sure you have so many obviously episodes coming up but yeah. with the transition from e-news host to now this new show like how are you thinking about it differently when it comes to the show the style the questions like what's what changed for you in that transition well i think you know you go from these press junkets and we touched on this a little earlier where it, it, it's a bit like okay they've been asked a million of the same questions yep over and over and over again they're sitting in a room maybe they've gotten up from this chair but they're going to move to this chair to you know talk to a different person yeah let's get out of that you know monotonous scenario let's get them in a place that means a lot to them you know and you know for chris we, we, i was literally just in a meeting discussing what we're going to do with him. Uh, and we've got some really fun things planned where I can surprise them with stuff, we can make people's day. Yep. Um, so just kind of getting it outside of that traditional interview style and having them there to talk about something that they are passionate about. So yep. maybe it's first time executive producing a movie or it's a, a charity they're connected to or something that just happened to them recently. Um, but getting them in a place where they want to do the talking and it's not them saying like, oh, you know, the things that they always say in interviews. Yeah. So it's like new, new conversation. conversation. It's yep. fresh. And you get that extra time. You get more than 10 minutes. So that to me so far and the few that we've done, and, and I know it's going to take off and we're, we've got a lot wow. yeah. planned coming up. That to me is like keeping me going right now because Very cool. I've just had a taste of it and I love doing it so much. Very cool. So like the longer form style. And I, w- I wanted to touch on like when I interviewed Larry King, he told me that like long form interviews are like, 
he said they're not as relevant as they used to be. And he's like, I want people to bring that back. And with the super fast-paced five, ten-minute interviews yes. that are so like relevant in today's society with like short attention spans and all this different stuff, what's your thoughts on that in terms of like long-form interviews Beautiful. with key people and like what makes those both valuable? The reason I'm not a big fan of like three to four-minute interviews, and I've had to do a lot of those, is just because they're kind of they're a little disingenuous, you know, and yeah. it's, it's just because they have to go from one outlet to another, but yep. it's like, you got to get it in there. Oh, <laughs> hey, last question. You got a publicist wrapping you up. Like, yeah. you can't really get anywhere. So it's like, what can I get in in three minutes? So you're thinking about the questions. Yep. You're thinking about the timing. You're thinking about not upsetting the publicist and not, nothing about that is natural. Um, and, and echoing what Larry said, time is everything with you know sitting down with someone to get their story and then yep. you could take the hour and you could like take the best chop moments, it up chop, chop it up to yeah. the best like 20 minutes maybe 30 minutes and that's what we've done with within the room and Very cool. sometimes you get you know two hours like we we, we are <laughs> with, with chip and joe and some others down the road and you can do multiple specials on it which is cool but i wanted to show you something really cool about larry let's hear um, it i'll never forget this so this was may 31st 2017 Larry, I'm, I'm sure you as well, anybody in broadcasting, I mean, Larry's the best of the best. And he interviewed my wife. My wife was in an accident. Wow. And, um, you know, it was a big news story. And that's how I met her because I was covering the story. And Larry had her on the show. And it was a really special moment because um, she had lost her arm. And Larry's, Larry was like, would, would you ever, you know, take your arm off on camera? And that she's never done that before. And wow. Larry got her to do that. And it was a really vulnerable thing. And after the interview... I had um, a private number call me, so I didn't answer. And I'm glad I didn't answer um, because I got this voicemail right here from my hero. Hey, Jason, it's Larry King. I just wanted to let you know your wife was terrific today. You know? Oh, hold on. I'll play it again because I got a call. Sorry. No worries. Hey, Jason, it's Larry King. I just wanted to let you know your wife was terrific today. You're a lucky guy. She's a great girl with a great guest. Wow. Huh? That's insane. Insane, right? That's so great. So I called him back. And, um, <laughs> he, he answered, and he couldn't have been he couldn't have been nicer. Wow. I want to I want to go out to dinner with him soon. I really he's wanna, a big I dinner wanna, guy. Wanna, yeah, I want to pick his brain. And, <laughs> okay. And um, we've since kind of been in touch here and there. Um, okay. But man, what a gift! That is amazing. That yeah. was 2017. 2017. Man. Wow. 2017. Would you consider him a mentor in your life? Yeah, I mean, I want to. No, I'm not talking to him as much as I would like to, just because he's a really busy guy. And I yeah, don't put that on him by any means, and I know he's still, you know, getting his health back on track yep. and stuff. But and from a distance, absolutely a mentor. Okay. Um, I I I, just, I have a lot of people that I look up to. I think there are some incredible broadcasters out there. I just love watching people do interviews okay so I've, i'm big into you know i'm watching 60 minutes right now i just watched uh, anderson cooper interview yep. joaquin phoenix joaquin phoenix is not an easy interview he's <laughs> always been someone who's just tough and he would admit that he doesn't feel comfortable in that environment and to see anderson kind of incorporate joaquin's family and see Joaquin kind of come to life and see a different side of Joaquin was incredible. And I yeah. posted about it. And Anderson DM'd me. He's like, oh, man, that's so sweet. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, I can't believe he even saw this. Yeah. Um, and so it's cool to kind of encourage people that you look up to and, and then they reach out to you because, yep. you know, it, it, it makes, makes your day. day. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm into just kind of 
those long form interviews and just seeing how people do it. Brian Gumbel's also really good on okay. sports. It's a really dope show on HBO and he goes in depth. It's, Got it's it. cool. So speaking of Instagram yeah. DMs, that's obviously how we connected. Yes. And it's funny, so I, I, people like to call me the king of the DM slide. Every single interview I've had, besides like a couple of the recent bigger ones, have came from Instagram DMs. Booking your show, man. Yeah, I love it. absolutely. So how are you using Instagram as a broadcaster? Or do you use it to get interviews? Is it just to build a brand? Or how has social media played a part in your career? I interviewed uh, Joanna Gaines and Chip, like I've been saying a couple times throughout the interview. I DM'd Joe because she followed okay. me, and I said, look, this is a show that's really close to my heart. It'd be an honor to have you on my show. Responded, I'm in. Okay. Same with uh, Chrissy Metz. Uh, we haven't done her yet, but she's going to come on the show. Same with Aisha Curry. Wow. All those were DMs. Wow. DMs. Is, well, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Jason Kennedy, DMs. But, but, but like, <laughs> there, there comes a point where it's like if they don't respond, let them respond first. Because if yeah. they don't respond, you don't want to be over, totally. over persistent. What um, makes a great DM? I think just sharing your heart. I mean, sometimes it's not enough to be like, hey, I would love to have you on my show. So for me, I like to explain like, hey, over the years I've interviewed you a bunch of times and you've been someone that I really look up to. This is now a new project that means like so much to me and I would love for you to be a part of it and here's why. And then get Got into it. whatever those specifics are for you. Very cool. Yeah. So social media-wise, like obviously when you started 15 years ago in broadcasting, social media wasn't even around. It wasn't what it I is wish today. it was, man. I like thousands of VHS tapes <laughs> in my parents' garage okay. in South Florida. And I wish, I, I, some of the stuff I put on Instagram and stuff, old school yep. broadcast when I was a kid, I wish YouTube was around because I feel like it would have gotten a lot of views. Got and, it. You know, it would have opened the doors when I was younger. How, how have you been able to adapt with the different technology changes and stay obviously on social and build this brand? Like what was that transition from you where it's like, ah, this is super important. Obviously like E! News, 14 million followers, yeah. massive brand. When was your point where you knew social media is something that you need to take seriously like as an individual and as a personal brand? My, my best friend, Rich Wilkerson, down in Miami, he was on Facebook and Twitter, and I kind of made fun of Facebook and Twitter. I think I had um, Instagram, but I was private, and I only had just like my okay. friends following me. And I'm like, ah, I'm just going to – there's always a new thing. And I was kind of bagging on Instagram because okay. it was always <laughs> – that we already had Facebook, we already had Twitter. Now, what's this Instagram thing? And and then I realized I could use it and you know reach out to people to you know get interviews on E News, yep. kind of build your brand and build your following. Most importantly, connecting. You know, yeah, it's all about like a brand and and that type of stuff. And those are the big words, but that you know that doesn't really relate to your audience in a sense. Like the fact that you can communicate with the people that support you all the time. Hey. Just, you know, you don't know me, but I was watching your show in the airport yeah. in a hotel room or this story that you did spoke to me and then just respond. Thank you for your support. It's, 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 it's almost like an email that the viewers have to you personally that you can respond to at any given point in the day. Yep. So it just develops that back and forth. Um, your viewers, like, we're here because of the people that watch our show and yep. support us. And um, so that brands are great and all that stuff, but I think it keep it personal with the people that follow you and um, I think they really respect that. Very cool. I, I have uh, like 
three more questions, but okay, three. Uh, we'll okay. make them quick. No, you can go four, bro. But <laughs> forty, we're on it. Forty. No, but someone, let, let's say like myself, a lot of young people watching. Let's say they have a podcast, they want to get into broadcasting, yeah. and with someone like yourself that's built this very successful career, you're working with so many different celebrities and with an amazing network. What is that next step? Uh, for example, you can answer it directly to me. If I have a podcast and I'm looking to work with a different company or get a distribution deal, whatever it is, to take that next step in the broadcasting world, what do you tell someone young that's looking to take that next step? Well, be careful because some of the podcast companies are going to take 50% right out the gate, so they're going to own you yeah. immediately. Um, the first time I sat down to do a podcast and, and considered it a few years ago, it's like, yeah, we could do it. You can use this space, you get, but we get 50%. So they own 50% of anything you do. Wow. So you've got to be very careful of that. These days you can spend under, I think, a, maybe just a few hundred dollars, under a thousand for yep. sure. And you can get some equipment, some microphones and, you know. Yep. The cables and the little boxes and yeah. stuff like that. I had the USB Blue Yeti mic. It's like a $100 microphone when yeah. I started. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So you can do that, and then you can bring it on site to interview people. Yep. You can have them come to your house. You can have them join in via Skype or whatever. So now we're at a time where you really can kind of run the ship yourself. Now, I granted, if you really want to get it out there, and some of those companies are like, we can blast it out to this, that, and the other and get yeah. you some, some deals and stuff consider that but I, I think 50% is, yeah, is, a, is, is a pretty steep you know um, number yep. you know so I would just say be very careful of you know the meetings that you're taking and just being smart think long term yep. in the beginning you'd be yeah you're like so hyped to just <laughs> get your show out there but think you know since you're not married five <laughs> ten years <laughs> down the road yeah uh, what is that going to look like when it does pop off you know yep. so you're not you're not really kind of generating as much you know, income because you kind of sold your soul yeah. early on. So yeah. just be careful with that. Got it. But I love, I love it, man. This is freaking, this is amazing <laughs> because I didn't have, I was doing this stuff, but I didn't have anywhere to put it. Yep. And, and I had, you know, all this stuff in my garage and it wasn't going anywhere. It was great for practice and it helped me, you know, when I went to college and then yep. get a job yep. after that. But the fact that this, you're done with this and then it's just going to be blasted out, and, yeah. you know, in the next few days or a week is is really cool it's yep. um yeah advantage you now for being born in life <laughs> and where technology is at for sure so if you were to go back to being 18 years old with all the knowledge you've gained throughout your journey what would you tell your younger self a lesson or something to look out for along your broadcasting journey stop worrying about stupid things that people probably don't even realize are happening especially in interviews did i just say that oh sounded so stupid why are you looking like that why are your hands like that why are you this why are you that why it it like cutting yourself down i used to watch the show right after i went off set really? immediately after not because i wanted to critique the show on how can we make the show better but i was critiquing myself so much to the point where i was taking myself i was cutting myself down and i don't remember when it stopped but i just stopped doing it you know okay and um because it wasn't it wasn't helping me, and I think you got to be really careful with that. So um, constructive ki- criticism is great, you know. Yep. Take it to outside people that watch your show that you trust, and, and and I'm not saying don't you know watch any of your stuff, but be careful. Like when you're watching yourself and you want to get better, say the things that are encouraging, 
if you have to improve on it, make it encouraging. All right, I can definitely, I sh oh, I should ask this. That's cool. Let me, let me kind of build on yeah. that for the next interviewer. How can, I, how can I work on, maybe I'm doing weird things with my hands. How can I work on that better? Um, but not like, why would I do that? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, just don't be so tough on yourself. And I think I was really tough on myself because I was perfectionist. I still am perfectionist. We all want to do, you know, put great work out there. But dial it back and, you know, we're all works in progress. And, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, it's not as bad as you think it is. Trust me. You're going to be a lot harder on yourself than other people. Yep. So I want to talk about, just to wrap up the interview, the yep. new show you have coming up, everything that's happening there in the room. Yeah. Moving into 2020, what should people expect from Jason Kennedy this year? I think they're going to expect interviews that they've never seen before on this network because w w the timing we're getting with these people and the moments and the friendships and the relationships that E! News has given me over the years are getting me in the door with yep. people that don't a lot of times do interviews yeah. and, um, and th they don't offer stuff like this. So um, the names we're getting, the people, the conversations, um, I think that, you know we're gonna talk about family, we're gonna talk about faith, we're gonna talk about projects and charities and we're gonna change people's day. Yep. We're gonna encourage people. Like we're, we're gonna do some stuff <laughs> that we've never had the time to do before. And, and that's something that I felt like I wasn't really doing before because the format was just different, yep. you know? And it was a format that was around for a long time and it's, it's still working, but I was ready for something different because I was kind of craving that for myself. Yep. And I think there's a void there and um, it hasn't really been done in this way before. And uh, I'm excited to bring it to people. So far, so good. Yep. And I'm really thankful for the people that have watched, you know, the Tom Brady one. And we've got a ton, a ton <laughs> more that are going to be coming people's way. So I'm I really excited it. about it, man. Last thing, where is the best place where people watching can follow you, learn more about you, stay tuned with the show and figure out when the next episode is? Where do people need to go to find? I would just continue, uh, if you're not already following me at, uh, on Instagram, at the Jason Kennedy and yep. on Twitter. Uh, Jason Kennedy won because there was another Jason Kennedy out there. I think Dude, he's a realtor you. in Ohio. I'm not kidding. And we got the ones to, though. Yeah, Casey yeah, Adams yeah, won. Yeah. I got that. But some about like the Jason Kennedy thing, you're like, cool. I'm like, no, I just couldn't get Jason Kennedy. Okay. So I had to throw a the in front of it. We have a lot in common. My Twitter's the Casey Adams right. and my Instagram's Casey Adams one. Yeah, so. who's this other Casey Adams? <laughs> we got to talk to him about yeah. that. So yeah, because I keep people up to date on when the next episode's going to be. Keep following yep. uh, Addy News. And um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still popping up on TV a lot on you know, E! News in the morning, Daily Pop, you know, yep. just promoting the various things that we're doing. I'm heading down to the Super Bowl to cover it for E! News. Wow. And, uh, and that should be exciting. Or so. so I'm doing a lot of the, you know, we got a big award show coming up. We got the Oscars coming up. So yep. I'm doing all that. Busy. So keep it on E! And then uh, on my, my personal channels for sure. Love it. Well, Jason and everyone watching, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much thank for coming you. on the show. It's such really a pleasure, good. man. I like the style. I feel like it just really flowed. And thank you. Not that I'm, I'm not trying to critique you in the middle of your own. No, please do. Show, <laughs> but um, you make the other person feel comfortable. And um, that's not easy to do, especially, you know, at 19 years old. <laughs> So I feel like you're years ahead of the game. So Thank you. It's, it's cool and encouraging to see. I, I wish appreciate you it. continued success, my dude. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, it means the world. Thanks Thank so much you. for coming Thank on. You guys.